Welcome to Bay Harbor Brothers Podcast, where two brothers who live nowhere near the Bay break down episodes of the Showtime hit series, Dexter. I'm your host, Mike, here as always with my co-host and brother, Josh. How is it going today? It is going. We are in January, uh, where nobody really does anything. Uh, Everything's kind of slow. Getting some snow tomorrow. And uh, yeah, just kind of slogging through the winter here. Feels like this could be a long one. Yeah, good verb, slogging. Yeah, it's snowing right now here in New Jersey. Um, And it snowed for like, I don't know, maybe 24 straight hours. So it's, it's a winter wonderland right now, that's for sure. There isn't that much to do. I really want to grab Abby and another couple and go pack up some dead guy's house. Okay. Well, you mean me and Alyssa? Yeah. Well, I mean, you live kind of far, so that would oh, be tricky. But that's true. Yeah. We can we can meet in the middle. What's what's the middle of Jersey and Nebraska? <laughs> oh gosh, maybe in like maybe Chicago ish. No, further east, Indiana. Sure, Indiana. Yeah, let's yeah. go to Indiana and pack up some dead guy's house together. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that makes me Rudy, so I have to practice my standing in doorways saying ominous things. Yeah. Before we go. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You do have to practice that. You have to get up before me. Make sure that I'm standing right in the center of doorways at all times. Yes. Yes. Practice that. Because I'm going to. It's tough to get the middle. Well, I mean, I'm used to just kind of walking into rooms, not standing like, you know, directly in the middle and then saying something really creepy at people. But I'll work on that before our weekend trip. Okay, sounds good. Wait, so when you walk into a room, you actually walk into it? I stop right in the middle of the doorway. (laughs) Alyssa. (laughs) Alyssa, I'm not coming in. Yeah. (laughs) Am I framed perfectly in this doorway? (laughs) Yeah, so there's there's a lot of that in this episode for sure. We today are talking about season one, episode nine, Papa Knows Best. It's actually Father Knows Best, but... There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of father references in this episode. You and I were talking about this a bit off camera. Kind of deviates a bit from the, the what's happening in the actual like a plot of season one. What did what did you think in general? Sure. Yeah, I, I watched this one a couple times. I, I saw it in like kind of three parts, and so I wanted to get like a bigger bigger picture because it was kind of all over the place uh, in a couple <laughs> different ways. Some of the things actually landed with me more than I thought they would. But I think that after the last two were so good, it was a real tough act to follow. And this one kind of had to bridge that gap towards the finale-ish time. I think they did okay. It wasn't my favorite. Didn't hate it, though. And I think there was a lot of interesting scenes. And I mean, we'll get into the Angel Doke stuff, which I actually liked. I liked it more than... I know you you said it didn't land for you, but yeah, I I agree with you. I think there were there were after we had episode seven and eight, we're like on this emotional high as viewers, yeah. and we just we just want more of that. For me personally, I think this episode fell a little short in that regard. It did sort of drive you know side characters mm-hmm. character forward a little bit, but at the same time, other than the Rudy and and Dexter banter and us knowing that he's the guy and Dexter not knowing other than that it just sort of fell flat for me but yeah that's fair I did have an issue with the um 
we don't really talk about like the names of the episodes, but what, what do you think could have been a better title? Because I don't think Father Knows Best really applies to this plot. No, especially I mean, he comes out. Harry comes out looking like you know, like a liar. I think Father, but the is other... it a, is it sarcastic though? Is it? It could be. I'm not sure Father Knows Best is necessarily like you. You can't really take it at face value. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. That's or at least that's how I interpreted it. But it okay. There probably could be better titles like Old Higgins <laughs> goes gets her gutters cleaned. Yeah, Old Higgins needs cable repairs. You know, <laughs> that yeah. probably would have been a better title. <laughs> well, this one was this one was directed by Adam Davidson, which I believe he directed one of the first couple. Okay. Um, and then again, we have James Manos Jr. and Jeff Lindsay. Okay, so the writers are staying consistent. I think James Manos is pretty much... I mean, there might be some... I don't know. There might be some other folks that do it later down the line. but I I tend to remember, like, in some of the later seasons, maybe it's the director, I'm not sure, or the showrunner, but I think something significant changes from, like, season four to five or something. Right, you you can tell. (laughs) Yeah, you could tell. (laughs) All right. Let's open this episode uh, at the top here. Dexter is showering. Rita hops into the shower with him and takes all the hot water from him. Cody and Aster try to get into the bathroom. So I guess this this family needs, you know, more than one bathroom <laughs> because Cody's got to pee. Aster has to brush her teeth. And you've got two nakeds in the shower. <laughs> so. And they don't seem phased by it at all. No. But I think I'm this starting is... To... It's weird, like these like opening monologues. I don't, I don't know why I'm like I'm not liking them as much. I know it's like the thing that drives the show, and it's like Dexter's monologue is like, it's it's usually very good. So like I'm at the point where I just want story a little more. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't need the, like oh maybe we need a bigger bathroom, <laughs> and like I'm never gonna get quiet again. I don't know. Yeah, I hear you, but I think these moments of like serenity and peace are so rare in this show that like you need them to sort of balance out the other parts and it also like really makes you care more and more about rita Mm -hmm. seeing this like sort of flirty fun side of her as she like jumps into the shower with him i i don't know it's endearing i think yeah it is um but yeah the the kids are kind of annoying like if someone's in the shower, like why why are you trying to get in? Yeah. Do you do that all the time when Dexter showers? <laughs> well, he hasn't stayed over in a while. Or oh, that's true. Um, the one problem I had with this scene was the I hate when shows kind of like point something out just to answer it in the same episode. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Where'd you get that scar? And it's like, we'll tell you. Yeah. That that was a I mean the, and I'll get into this more too. Like that was the storyline that was the least interesting for me was Dexter and his injury and his flashback oh. stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Looking forward to getting into that. Cause it is, it is sort of an important detail for like the end of the season. It is, you know, but uh, yeah, I'm yep. looking forward to hearing your opinion on that in the context of like this part though. It's okay. kind of like, I hate when shows, you know, bring something up at the beginning just to answer it. And right. You know, it's, it's a little, a little too convenient that they're like, Hey, where'd you get that scar? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. 
Now we're going to flash to Angel and Dokes. They are driving in the car, and Angel's actually opening up to Dokes a little bit, which is a little bizarre. Like, of all the people to just come out and be like, yeah, I separated from my wife. You're, I guess you're going to confide in Dokes, telling him the truth? Have they had a scene together? Just like, the two like of just, them? I don't think so. Just the two of them. Yeah. I don't think just the two of them. Right. They've had interactions where other people are like in the station, but I don't think it's like these yeah. two men when they're doing their task force. Yeah, task force task force bullshit. Yes. Yeah. But they're, you know, they're trying to they're bonding a little bit and Dokes is actually sort of entertaining the the conversation. I would I was expecting him to be like I don't give a fuck about you, you know, <laughs> but like he basically like, was. Yeah, I mean kind of, but Angel was saying that he like you know, he he misses his wife or whatever, and Dokes is like, "You cheated on her, dude." <laughs> and he's so, like, "Once," and yeah. I told her the next day. But like, that's cheating. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I'm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Random dude walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Dokes is just like, "Pull the motherfucking car over right now." <laughs> that guy's got groceries. <laughs> I want to see what's in his bag. No, that wasn't that wasn't Dokes. <laughs> I don't know. No, you'll get one. <laughs> you think he's got chicken wings in there? <laughs> Pull over, motherfucker. He dropped Hello. his ring dings. <laughs> <laughs> that guy just dropped his ring dings, motherfucker. So do- they pull over because this threatening old man has groceries. <laughs> Dokes gets out, chases him. They are under this overpass where Angel can no longer have any sort of visual and see what's going on. So Angel like gets out of his car tries to like follow them down he hears two gunshots Mm -hmm. and then finally finds his way under the overpass and grocery man is dead there's ring dings everywhere ring dings everywhere (laughs) chicken wings are hanging from the overpass yeah so we don't we don't really know why (laughs) we have no clue what happened here later miami metro shows up to the crime scene apparently the guy the victim of Dokes's shooting is named Jacques Bayard and he's Haitian. Dokes is explaining where he was when when Jacques Bayard fired the shot at him and Dokes fired his gun at, in self-defense or whatever. Dexter's there and he's like, yeah, no, that's not where you were standing. You you had to be standing over there. Kind of like putting some doubt in Miami Metro's mind about like Dokes's story. Which is weird because yeah. he's pretty blunt and honest cop for the most part. Uh, or so we think. Yeah, or point. so we think. Dokes gets real defensive real quick. Calls you out call Dexter. me a liar? Yeah. yeah. You're a fucking creep. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, just he's just doing his job. The angle does, it doesn't make sense. Wherever you're standing, it didn't line up. Science yep. And, yep. and angles. Something about angles, yeah. Angles, science, probably, and blood. Probably yeah. obtuse. And Was it an obtuse angle? I don't remember any of the different angles, but you don't remember the angles. I mean, not really. No, I know. I know like the basics, but okay. All we know is that Dokes from where he was standing could not have shot like the guy in where he said he was standing from. That's true. It was not. It wasn't obtuse enough. It was a little bit more acute. He's like, I told you it was motherfucking obtuse. (laughs) (laughs) And. Yeah. I mean, why did he, why did he lie about where he was standing? Was it just because of like uh, he had to, oh he had to take cover? He said that he had to take cover, right? But he didn't have to take cover. He just fucking killed this dude. Yeah, correct. 
Correct. Well, yeah. spoilers. <sighs> Come on. We're, we're in that. You've already seen the episode. That's true. That's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, Angel isn't even sure what happened. He is a little bit confused because I think in his brain, Dokes' story doesn't really line up either, but it all happened so quickly. So he's trying to sort of process and process yeah. what he remembered. If I'm uh, Angel, like the first thing that would be like, nothing suspicious about this guy. He was just right. walking down the street. <laughs> right, right. And later, I think Doke says that he saw a gun, but I went back and I like rewatched and all you see are ding dongs or ring dings. <laughs> well, if you saw that, I mean, I guess you have a reason to, <laughs> to stop him. <laughs> That's I probable see his cause. ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that is probably you're not really supposed to, Yeah, you're not really supposed to take those out in public, so No, no. He's just walking down the street with his dick out of his <laughs> pants. Do- yeah, so Dokes is he kinda like um puts on the same face for the rest of the episode, which is like, I know something and I'm not gonna tell you. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's like coy asshole, right? Yeah. Is that the best way to describe it? Like Yeah, coy asshole is pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> like I'm <laughs> Like I like I got a little secret. I'm not gonna talk about it. And like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. that's about it. <laughs> and he has that same face the entire rest of the episode. He does until Tantan yeah. Makut. Until he comes out and says the words Tantan Makut. <laughs> <laughs> so now we uh, are at the station. After, later that same day, and Deborah comes up to Dexter and says that she wants Dex and Rita to meet her new boyfriend. You could tell Deb is still that same little obsessive teenager that's like, oh, I've, I've got a new boyfriend. I just want everyone to meet him. It's a little gross. And they're talking in the hallway, and, and Dexter actually says something kind of, like, mean. Let's just hope this one sticks or something like that. Right. Which yeah. is, like, kind of shitty to say to your sister. But I mean, they like, live close. They're real close, and... They are, but it's like insinuating that, like you know, she she can't get any guys to like actually want to stay with her. Yeah. <laughs> well, she can't. I mean, this is like the first yeah, one she... that that yeah. Well, that, she's clingy like, as fuck. That's like... why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, some guy, I'm I'm gonna name him uh, Yellow Shirt Sunglasses Head. He comes go. and he drops a. Um, manila envelope at the station for dexter Ye- yellow shirt sunglasses head he there's it's like a room full of cops and he 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 wants to get the manila envelope to dexter and he goes up to the one guy who's on the who's like on a phone call he's like <laughs> do you know where i can find dexter morgan there's literally everyone else in the station he goes up oh, to the get... one guy that's busy on a phone call <laughs> dude i'm on the phone <laughs> yeah like look, ask anyone else i'm on the phone Dexter gets the manila envelope. I don't think he opens it yet because Angel. Right. I, Angel like right. Side, sidebars him. Yeah. Yes. And says like, Dokes' story doesn't add up. The The blood report, like, can can you just sit on it for a while um, be, until I figure out what's going on? Because Dexter's blood report definitely contradicts Dokes' story. So Angel right. wants to like get an idea of what's happening before that blood report gets, I guess, submitted so in uh dexter's like you here you take it do whatever you want with it i don't care david zayas in this in this episode i I, I, david zayas the guy who's angel yeah this was this was a good one for him yeah he was great in this episode he needed this he had some uh, really solid acting moments in this i thought so yeah i thought so 
I didn't love the story, but he was he was great in the episode. Yeah, him feeling conflicted this whole time about Mm -hmm. you know how to handle it, and uh, the fact that he still gives Dokes the benefit of the doubt as as much as he possibly can. Yeah, just like one cop to another. Yeah, so he's gonna hold on to the file, right? Is that kind of what? Yeah, he holds on to the file and until he can find out what the hell is going on. Yeah, they open the Manila envelope, Mm -hmm. or does Deb open it? Maybe Deb, Deb opens, opens it. it and Dexter's like, it's illegal to open someone else's mail. Oh, right, right, right. right. Yeah. She's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. So they they find out that some guy named Joseph Driscoll is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Joe, Joe Driscoll named Dexter as his executor. Like, it's a will in this Manila envelope. That's interesting because it's some random dude. And apparently Dexter inherited a house. And Deb immediately like dismisses everything about this. And she's like, I'm your only next of kin. This can't be real. And right. Dexter kind of does too. He's like, Well, Harry, you know, told me that how our you know, how my real parents died. And like there's that's just that's just as impossible. Right. But like like I I yeah, I'll check it out. But so do you find out in this scene that this is like apparently his birth father? Like you find out You find out it, this is it, apparently his birth father. Okay. But they okay. they play it off very like there must be some mistake, right? Because Harry would never lie. Harry would never lie, right? Because father so, knows best, yeah. you know. I know. It's just this is a flashback stuff that he lies about that I just ugh, yeah it was rough I, for me. I, I yeah I agree. We'll get we'll get there. Well, we are here at the first flashback where young Dexter is. Uh, hanging out with Deb and Harry has some good news. He comes in to show Dexter that his birth certificate officially came through for the adoption. Mm -hmm. So here's like, here's the new official birth certificate. Conveniently enough for this episode, Deborah brings up young Deborah brings up like what happened to Dexter's real parents? Harry says that it was some tragic accident. Right. That's about it. That's all we get. get. So Dexter thinks that his real parents have been dead his whole life. Correct. Does Joe does Joe does Joe Driscoll grow 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 raspberries and strawberries? Because his name is Driscoll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. How'd you uh, know? Every all this the, whenever I buy raspberries and strawberries, I always get the Driscoll brand. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you buy them often? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty good. Cool. That yeah. sounds that sounds really good. They are good. I like you, I, I like raspberries. You buy Driscoll raspberries and double A batteries. Pretty much every time I go to the every store. time. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. So now we are at uh, Rita's house, and Dexter and Rita are cleaning up a bit, and they're just kind of talking about how, you know, Dexter has to go to to Date City, and um, I guess see this house or whatever. Rita offers to go with him, which is cool. So, and she's like, you're going to need me there. Did you notice every time Rita kisses Dexter, it's like this gigantic open mouth yeah. kiss? You did? Okay. I did. It's not, ju- not just me. Yeah. She's and it doesn't like, look very, yeah. It doesn't it's like look. Like a fish. Yeah. Like eating another fish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right. Yeah. Okay. I, like, I like you, but back off. I don't Learn need how to kiss better. Yeah. yeah, I don't need to see your larynx every time we kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Dexter kind of cool with her go. Like he doesn't seem to care that she's going. He he's more. He's been a loner for so long. He's just not used to it. But 
he doesn't really like put up too much of a you know he's like all right yeah he doesn't put up much of a fight and it turns out like she was right like he really did need her there yeah so we'll um, have a couple's weekend yeah <laughs> we get well fights yeah <laughs> now we cut to uh i guess this is deborah's house and uh rudy is creepily standing over deborah as she has passed out on the bed sleeping in the weirdest possible position you could sleep in he is creep menacing city. menacing <laughs> creep city here he walks over to a pair of scissors which i don't know what his plan was gonna be with those scissors <laughs> like... <laughs> Deb, i'm practicing my tracing and cutting <laughs> i made you a snowflake i want you to hang it up yeah i don't know what his plan was with these scissors but he grabs them and then at or he puts his hand on them and she like wakes up at that moment. So he instead moves his hand over to like a flower. And oh, it yeah. It's like, like a gross old flower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I keep my gross old flowers next to the scissors <laughs> all day just in case. I don't know if he was going to give her a haircut, but whatever. So he walks over to her in bed. Gives her the flower. Starts climb. cutting her toe off with a scissor. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Gets into gets into bed with her and he says something like, um, "Oh, are we still seeing Dexter for dinner on Friday?" And this is the fir- this is the first time we obviously Rudy and Dexter have some sort of connection, but we don't know what that is yet. Right. We don't right. know why Rudy feels so connected to Dexter, but right. right. I think we see here for the first time. Uh, sort of a side of Rudy, like his end game, right? He's trying to get close to Deb so that he can get yeah. closer to Dexter. And he's trying to do it subtly because you're not going to be like, hey, can we see Dexter now? Can we see Dexter? Yeah. You want to see Dexter? <laughs> he is master manipulator. And oh, he's great at it. He makes it, he makes it seem like it's her idea, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. the way he talks her into like, yeah, you need to be there to support him. He doesn't know how to ask and maybe... Maybe that's why he hasn't asked you is because he doesn't know how to ask for help. And yeah, here's here's a here's a dead old flower. And she's like, okay, I'll go. Yeah. Dead old flower. Dead old man. Why not? Let's go in. And now we're do with the flower. Like, oh, I'd be like, what am I supposed to do with this thing? Yeah, she ate it. I don't know. (laughs) She she probably used the scissors. I'm like, maybe she made potpourri. (laughs) Maybe for Neil Perry's house. Oh yeah, good mm. idea. You it like probably needs... in a squirrel's mouth. <laughs> I mean, it probably needs to smell better in there. Yeah, it smells she like stuffed it in a, a squirrel's mouth and then gave it to Neil Perry. Yeah, and now it's on the wall, and it's just like <laughs> now there's potpourri coming out of its mouth. <laughs> just old dead flower petals. Yeah. <laughs> so we're back to Rita and Paul's ha- Rita's house here, and uh, Paul is here, and he is <laughs> he's not happy. Paul's not a happy man. Me and Jacob. He is talking shady, about Shady Brady. <laughs> shady McBrady. Mike Brady. Paul had a scheduled visit like with the kids this weekend. And I guess because Rita is going away with Dexter, they have to reschedule Paul's time with the kids. And he bought circus tickets. So like that sucks, you know? I I just want to say there's a little yellow cup on the table. Is that what it was? He hates that cup. He hates that cup. I didn't know that. Okay. I didn't 
I didn't like see what it was because he hit it so fast. He hit it so it fast and so hard it went <laughs> flying into old Higgins's house all the way in Date City. <laughs> oh. All right in the head. Something like Bill like uh Happy Gilmore. It's <laughs> the golf ball and hits like both people out of a third story window. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty this is that's exactly what happened with this little yellow cup. <laughs> Murdered old Higgins with it. We haven't even we don't even know who old Higgins is yet. No. I've mentioned her name six times already and we we don't even know who she is. If you watch if you've seen the episode, you probably know who we're talking about. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna get to old Higgins soon. Mean mean Jacob takes a dark turn in this episode. He does. Yeah, very dark turn. Yep. And we see what he's always been capable of. We see that hitting yellow cups. Hitting yellow cups. The pent up violence that you can see in in him at all times. Even when he's like trying to put on a happy face. Like you can you because of this actor, you could see that pent up aggression. Maybe that's why he wanted to take him to the circus to put on a happy face like a clown. Yeah, maybe (laughs) he was Disney dad, you know, I know I I could see him like juggling and on a trapeze hunting yellow cups across the trapeze. (laughs) 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 It's like chucking yellow cups everywhere. Why anyone would want to go to a circus is beyond me. Yeah, I if I was Astor and Cody, I'd be like, fuck the circus. I want to stay with Colleen. Oh, I remember the name of the the woman that, remember you said she never picks up the kids on time? Uh, who was it? Denise. Denise. Yeah. That's why they're not at Denise's house, because yeah. she would probably lose them. Yeah. Denise is yeah. terrible. She would just give them to Paul. <laughs> yeah. Denise is probably married to that uh, crossing guard that worked at the school. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> So many connections in this show. So many connections. Unbelievable. Rita is saying that a death in the family trumps circus tickets. Mean Jacob says, Dexter's not your family. I am. In that moment, Dexter is standing in the doorway and uh, interrupts <laughs> and says, uh, time to go. So, <laughs> Oh, hey, Paul. Hey, oh, hey. How's it going? I didn't hear yeah. any of the shit you were just saying about me. But hi. Yep. I, I, like just, I just love... How he's not phased by this dude at all. I know. It is kind of great. Like, like he's just like another piece of shit. Yeah. And (laughs) most people would be like, oh, you're menacing fucking ex-husband junkie. Like, we might want to do something about this. He's just like, hey, Paul. What's going on? (laughs) It's kind of awesome. It really is. Yeah. yeah. He can't feel anything. He doesn't know. He can't. But also, he's had way more formidable enemies yeah paul, he can take this guy out so fast so yeah. quickly and i do want to point out that paul's flannel is once again tucked into his jeans of course so. of character course continuity yes okay good yeah i looked up um on google maps how long it takes to get from miami to dade city oh look at that research going by i know into this podcast yep it takes a solid five hours which is Oh, okay. a very significant trip. So because I when they like get there and they get out of the car, it seems like, you know, they they're two blocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah. But five hours is a long time. And I thought it uh, just looked like Rita's house. She's like, why are you at our house? We just... <laughs> <laughs> you just went around the block. You just went around the block. <laughs> We're here. Uh, we made it. This is what Google Maps told me. Well, five hours. Yeah. I mean, that's. Five hours. Pretty significant. That's pretty significant for Rudy. Like, you're meeting the brother for the first time, and like you're meeting the family. 
mm-hmm. like a five hour drive. That's so they get out of the car, Dexter and Rita. Oh, the reason why this house looks so familiar, because you said it looks like Rita's house is because it I mean, no spoilers, but this is oh, their okay. house later. <laughs> oh, is it? OK. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I can't remember that. OK. Yeah. Uh, They get out of the car. Her her debut, her big <laughs> debut. Some old lady comes out. I've named her Old Higgins. <laughs> I knew as soon as I saw her that she was Old Higgins. She asks if Dexter and Rita are the new neighbors. And uh, they're like, nope, we're just here for a minute. And she's you're like, old. yeah, <laughs> hi, you're old. Nice to meet you. And she says that uh, Joe Driscoll was too young to die of a heart attack. Which is a, a little clue. So that's something. They're like, all right, see you later, old Higgins. Going inside. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what she's ever doing with her life, but what do you think old Higgins did that day? Well, she definitely didn't watch TV because her cable's out. Her cable's out. I don't know what she did. (laughs) She has Driscoll's right across the street. She was just eating raspberries and strawberries and (laughs) making smoothies and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I think she probably found a cool hill and just rolled down it. A few times. Oh, <laughs> that was fun. I didn't know that Dexter moves back in. I guess that's a little ways down the road, but no spoilers. But spoilers because I don't care. Like, does he does he check in on Old Higgins? He does not need to <laughs> because of the end of this episode. Right, right. But does he? Does he like? Well, it's season four. <laughs> it's season four when this oh, happens. Yeah. So yeah, he probably well, he, just. Oh, oh. Old Higgins, yeah. He probably gonna... just assumed she like crashed into a tree when she was rolling down the hill. <laughs> yeah, so she's, uh, like, she's like 125 years old. Yeah, at least. <laughs> at least. But she looks good for her age. She does. She does. <laughs> I forgot to mention I forgot to mention like uh another like um when when they cut to them driving, another thing that the show likes to do is have like 800 trumpets play. So <laughs> So, well, because it's Miami, like eight, right? So it's right. Eight hundred trumpets, like they play them for like murders and driving. So I'm tr- I'm starting to track every time they do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's either a murder or driving scene. Yeah, but those are the only two like musical interludes that they have for. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I wish I still had my my trumpet here so I could actually play something. <laughs> like every time you get in the car, just like. <laughs> yeah, Alyssa's driving, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> shut the fuck yeah. up. We're going next door. <laughs> We're driving around the block to our own our own house. Yeah, you don't need to play the trumpet. So Dexter and Rita walk into the house, and uh, they need they. Are you going to clean my gutters? Oh right, Old Higgins asks. Are you, clean Are you unless you know how to clean gutters? Maybe that's what she's doing today. Oh yeah, she's for... going to climb a ladder you... and clean her own gutters. Yeah, exactly. Use her walker to like scrape them out. I mean, it's why she has it, right? Yeah, but she asks if they're gonna clean her gutters, and they're like, "Nope, fuck you, old Higgins. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you figure it out." <laughs> so they go We're in. Spending a lot, a lot of time on this character. Well, she's probably gonna win both my MVP votes. So <laughs> this is her only chance. This is her only chance to step up. So anyway, uh, Dexter and Rita walk in, and they're going to pack up the house. We cut back to the police station. Angel is mulling things over about you know, what he saw, what he heard, and he goes to have 
an honest man-to-man talk with dokes in the break in the break room i have to uh i have to um interject with a costume change we had we had white fedora white shirt dokes uh sorry angel (laughs) and (laughs) no no, fedora on dokes no fedora on dokes nope (laughs) and now we have switched to black fedora and black shirt angel hmm and he looks awesome with the black the black shirt with the white stripes and the black fed- the, oh. the black fedora with the white stripes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. He looks it's definitely sharp. it suits him. It really He does. looks sharp in the, in the black, yeah. I like the black angel version better than the the white one. Costumes. Costumes. We're talking about costumes. Okay. Cuz I was like cuz he's neither of those. No, um, no, I'm talking about costumes. Wait, but, but gonna... is it the same day or is it a different day? It must be a different day. It must day. be well, he's got so many like fedora matching shirts, fedora combos. <laughs> but I just wanted to like cuz you know, we have to we have to mention the most important things that happen. We do. He did change he changed from white fedora shirt to black fedora shirt. He probably has a fedora that that matches every outfit, right? I love it. I'm going to keep tracking them. This is really please. important stuff. Yeah, please. We really need <laughs> fedora data here. <laughs> <laughs> Fedata. Fedata. Fedora the Explorer. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, I don't make any sense. Um, Angel I don't know and... what's happening. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> Angel and Dokes are having a conversation. Angel says that he heard Dokes's 9mm gun go off first before Jacques Bayard's 38. I'm trying to be Dokes. I'm trying to oh, do the Dokes face. You, gotta, you, gotta, you need more lips. <laughs> and you coy think, asshole. I don't think you're remembering right, bro. And Doke says, come at me straight, motherfucker. And Can't Angel says, <laughs> he has the same face the whole episode. I know. I know. I could. I, I was trying to like talk and look at you at the same time. I, I can't. Do it. I, no, I can't make I, it. I can't do it. It's like um, plaster. It's like his face doesn't change from coy. I have a secret asshole. <laughs> nah, that's like giraffe. Oh, sorry. All right, that's Jeffrey the Toys R Us giraffe. Yeah, okay. That just looked like a giraffe. But Dokes is like, yeah, Dokes is just like, come at me straight. I'm not going to tell you shit. Doesn't he say like, uh, you're not the only honest cop in Miami? He does say that. Angel says, you want you want straight? Like, I didn't see a gun. I saw right. ding-dongs, but not a gun, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's uh, why I pulled him over, because it was ding-dong. Because I saw his floppy ding-dong. I saw his motherfucking dick, bitch. You just call him Rich. I think I said Britch. <laughs> I saw his dick, Britch. <laughs> I don't know what a Britch is, but that's okay. Sometimes the Dokes impression, like the, the swearing, like blend the words start to blend together. Yeah, because like you, yeah. you can't think straight when you're speaking as Dokes, <laughs> and just whatever words come out, come out. So I like Britch. That's a good. Yeah, I didn't see a dick, Britch. As they're getting like heated, Laguerta comes over and she's like, "No, guys, I, Angel, I need Break you to come over here. Break it up." We don't really get any resolution on this Angel and Dokes uh, battle right now. We are in Date City now, Dade Dade City, not Date and City, even though it kind of is Date City. It is sort of Date City, double Date City. And yeah. Dexter and Rita are going through the house. It turns out Joe Driscoll was a bowler, and uh, they're at bowling ball remnants all over the house dexter puts his fingers into half of a bowling ball that's up on the wall yeah 
He fingers and, the wall holes. Yeah. F- yeah. Dexter fingers the wall. He's also, it looks like Joe Driscoll was also some ins- insurance adjuster, I guess. And the and he's an insurance guy. I guess the point is that he was living sort of this like sedentary life for the, for some time. He was a bowler. There's a lot he, of, there's a lot of information about him that gets thrown at us really fast. And yeah. you're kind of just like, wait, what, what, yeah. what's happening now? And, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know they like come to re- like they come to realize that like it's almost as if his life didn't start till he was older, right? Which play plays a role in all of this, but yes, there's yes. a lot of information about this this character that I mean, I, this is probably why it didn't land for you as much is because it's a they talk about him a lot and it becomes the a plot of the show and you're just like, okay, is it his dad? Is it not his dad? Right? Why do we care? Why do we care about this guy? And exactly. Exactly. That yeah. was what I was asking myself the whole episode is, is I'm, am, is I'm, is, am I is supposed I'm, to, is I'm on, supposed Britch. to Claire about this, Bridge? <laughs> We're on top of our games today. We are. We are. Sunday morning, fun times. <laughs> Speaking of ding-dongs, the doorbell ding rings. Ding-dong. <laughs> I don't know if this was their plan, but Deb was like, hey, Rudy, I'm going to hide over here. I want you standing <laughs> in the door frame when they answer the door, Okay. I'm going to hide behind you. Make sure you're completely in the center and then stare into Dexter's face and say his name when he opens the door. Two inches to the (laughs) left, honey. Two inches. Oh, stop. stop. Don't move. Stop. Ding dong. Ready? You ready? You ready? Door opens. (laughs) Hi, Dexter. Dexter. Hi, Dexter. (laughs) I can't wait. I've been waiting a long time to meet you. He does say that, which is, if I'm Dexter... I feel like alarm bells should be going off. Like I've waited a long time to meet you is sort of a weird yeah. thing. But but he he also comes across as like just such a sweet guy. He does. He gives, gives him, him a hug, hug. Him a little hug, and Rita. Oh, you must be Rita, and so happy to meet you. And like kisses her on the cheek like six times. But very cool moment. Very yeah. cool moment. Just because they're like, oh fuck, the ice truck killer just fucking walked into the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it, it yeah. is a cool moment after four seconds of knowing him deborah asks dexter isn't he great yeah like, i literally just met him i just I mean, he did him. drive five hours to, to yeah. get here yeah somebody barely knows this scene kind of wraps up with rudy saying that like they're gonna probably have to spend all spend the weekend because there's a lot in this house that needs to get packed up deborah She's like, I'm here to help and like be support and heal your wounds. And then like immediately the next scene they cut to is her complaining about how long it's going to take. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, then go home. <laughs> right. You don't have to be here at all. You have yeah. zero relation to this dead person yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Like, yeah, he has things in his house. Like what did she expect him to live in like an empty shack? Yeah, probably. I mean. <laughs> So all four Rudy of them sees this, yeah, as like an opportunity to get some good quality time in. Yeah, that's true. And uh, Rita is so excited to find some clean sheets. I'll go find clean sheets. <laughs> Sleepover. Sleepover time. <laughs> so they're gonna have a slumber party the next morning. In Dexter's little voiceover, he says, well, it's a good thing that I get up earlier than everyone else because I need some alone time. And he walks out into the kitchen and who's awake already? But Rudy, the unknown ice truck killer. No, he says, he says, I'm not like nor I get up earlier, earlier than normal people. Right, right. And then and then it cuts right to Rudy making coffee. 
Right. Still right. no no alarm bells going off though. Still nothing. Well, he's just making coffee. So <laughs> no. <laughs> I know Ice but killer. Ice shot killer. <laughs> I guess it's it's hard because we know he's the ice truck killer. So it's like you just want every little detail to set off alarm bells for Dexter. You want him to find out, but he just doesn't. There is going to be such a cool detail that you don't know about coming up. I cannot wait to share with you. Okay. Well, Prime Video told me about it. Oh, okay. Cool. So Rudy has made Dexter coffee and Dexter needs to go to the morgue. I guess, to see Joe Driscoll. And uh, Rudy actually asks if Dexter needs company at the morgue. And for a minute, Dexter's like, no, fuck you. But then he's like, oh, you know what? Thank you for asking. I appreciate it. Like, I feel like Dexter doesn't really have the the awareness to be like, oh, no, thanks. It's really nice of you to ask, though. He's like, no. At first, he's like, no, I don't. And then he's like, thank you, though. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, I have to try to be a human. Human. Yeah. Human. Yeah. Um, so Dexter goes to the morgue and he's talking to the small town doctor. I believe his name is Dr. Pittman. Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. <laughs> well, Dr. Pittman resonated for me because that's my GI doctor's name. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it doesn't we look like keep, this guy. We can keep calling him Dr. Pittman, but I mean Colonel I mean, Sanders he... also works because <laughs> He was holding like a bucket of chicken. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Do- Dex Doxter Doxter is talking. Doxter, talk- Doxter <laughs> is talking to Colonel Sanders, and the body comes out. And I have to say, this body yep. is it. Do you have the same thing as me? Go ahead. Is this Lundy? Yeah, that's what I wrote. <laughs> I wrote why is Special Agent Grandpa Lundy in this morgue. <laughs> I can't believe we both thought of that. Yeah. That's Lundy. This guy looked exactly like Frank Lundy. We're not going to be introduced to him until season two. He's a big character, but he is a ghost. He apparently is dead. He's a zombie. Yeah. He's a zombie the whole time because here is his dead body. Like, do they not have enough actors to pull from (laughs) that? They're like, we you're going to be a big role for us next year. But like, can you just do this for us real quick? Just be like a dead Dexter's first dad for us. Valerie yeah. Castillo wasn't available, so we had to get Lundy. No. no. I can't believe we both picked up on that. Yeah, that's crazy. But now we can get now we can know in the future when we get to season two that we have a zombie on Dexter. Yeah, that's true. He will be forever known as <laughs> Zombie Lundy. Yeah. <laughs> so Zombie Lundy has a um spider web tattoo on his elbow. And Dexter concludes that it's some sort of prison tattoo. And the doctor's like, nah, nah. I knew Joe Driscoll a long time. And he's no he's never been to prison. He's a good he's a good boy. I've known him a long time. Nailed that accent. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm good at Doctor. Apparently the guy from New York is the best at the southern accent. <laughs> Dexter <laughs> says, How did you determine cardiac arrest? And uh, I looked at him. I looked at him. I saw something in the retinas, <laughs> something in his eyeballs that triggered it. And he's like, son, I may be a small town doctor, but I know a thing or two about cardiac arrest. <laughs> I've seen it in my days. Pretty good. Thank you. Really. I mean, son, I may be a, I may be a small town doctor, but I'm not a big town doctor. 
Son, I may be a small town doctor, but I'm no medium town doctor. I'm not a big town doctor. I'm just a small town doctor. Now get me. Let's get a bucket of fried chicken. <laughs> are you a dark meat or white meat kind of guy? Because I I tend to like the chicken wings. I usually go for the light, the the white meat. And Dexter's like, why are all these doctors bringing me food? First, my straight gets me Chinese, and now this guy's bringing me a bucket of fried chicken. Yeah, and Dokes pulled over some guy who had groceries. Everyone's just after food in this episode. I don't Everyone get it. likes just wants food. Yeah, and then the trumpets play. Yeah. Murder. We're driving. So speaking of uh, spiderweb tattoos, Dexter actually flashes back now, which is this is an interesting one because this is a flashback that Dexter didn't know he had. You know what I mean? This is a repressed flashback. Dexter is looking exactly like Cody and he is sitting in the front seat. This is like even before young Dexter. This is like really young Dexter. Yeah sitting in the front seat of some car and he looks to his left and in the driver's seat is a guy with a spider web tattoo on his elbow. Right. So Dexter does have some familiarity with, with this. Do we know that it's the father? I don't know, but we do know at this point that like, there is something to this. There is some familiarity. Um, yeah, he he shifts gears and he's and he now he's in like uh, detective mode. Like, yes. All right, now I need to figure out if this if this is real because kind of had this memory, this random memory of a a tattoo and mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, when you repress stuff like from that age, I mean, not that I can remember anything from when I'm five or any any of those ages, but I, I don't remember any of Dad's tattoos. No, I don't remember any of Dad's tattoos either. No, I do. I do remember. I remember playing hide and seek and trying to hide behind a plant. I remember but that. Didn't, but you didn't have to repress that though, because that's not traumatic. So it was for me because I was fat and I couldn't hide behind a plant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm real sorry. It's okay. I was only fat when I was one, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, he, he goes into the bathroom, right? With the well. Oh, no, he stabs not... him in the chest. Yeah. yeah, he stabs him in the chest. He well, he, he, stab... ne- <laughs> he needs to take blood sample. He doesn't just stab him. He stabs Lundy in the chest with <laughs> a needle. Yeah, but first he tells Doctor Pittman he like he sh- he changes gears and he's like I oh Doctor Pittman I need a minute alone with my dad. Can I have a minute right, alone? Right, right. And so Doctor's like yeah I gotta go order some chicken anyway <laughs> so I'm gonna go get the menu and you go ahead and take a minute alone with Papa. Go stab me in the chest with a needle. Yeah, you could stab him wherever you want. I'm just gonna go order some chicken. <laughs> you are just loving that accent. I yeah, I could live in that all day. <laughs> <laughs> so Dexter takes the blood from Joe and goes to the bathroom and calls Masuka because he needs two blood samples to be compared. So I guess he's taking bl- blood from himself as well. Dexter is also like kind of a litterer here. He like all the shit from the needle that he like has to take off. He just throws mm-hmm. it on the floor of the bathroom because he doesn't care. <laughs> who cares? It. Yeah, who cares? And he tells Masuka like to not only compare the blood samples, but he also needs to run a tox screen to see what, if any, drugs were in Joe Driscoll's system when right. he was when he died. Now, now is this is where I start to get confused? Okay, he's doing. He wants a tox screen because he doesn't trust 
the doctor on the on how he was killed. Correct. But yes. why why be suspicious though? Like what? Um, I guess because he just thinks everyone murders everyone. <laughs> like yeah. any dead body had to I have been murdered. He... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess it's like his spider senses are telling him like that this is not what it seems, and that okay. he's I just here... I just feel like that part of it came out of nowhere. Yeah, but also what's her old Higgins had said earlier, like he was way too young <laughs> to die of a heart attack or whatever. And he okay, I don't know. So he's taking medical advice from old Higgins. Well, okay. she's 120. So wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does have all the secrets. What are your secrets, old Higgins? <laughs> well, I climbed the ladder and. Wait, she sounds like the doctor now. <laughs> oh, sorry. I got to I'll do I'll work on old Higgins. I got more for her later. Yeah, we got plenty, plenty of old Higgins content coming up. So, so he uh, thinks. So he thinks the doctor is. He doesn't necessarily think the doctor's lying. No, but he just. No. But he just does like the method of like the the way he was the way he died might not be accurate with what the doctor's telling him. Right. That's all he's. That's where he's at. Okay. Right, and like throughout that questioning earlier of the doctor, he he said he keeps bringing up like an you know oh but that could also be triggered science, by this science. yeah science right. science shit right. and uh so yeah he's just skeptical that's it now we flash back to this injury so dexter young dexter has is in the hospital and he apparently was trying to climb a fence and fell and slashed his entire side torso, open torso side torso, torso. side torso yeah yeah, his side torso was lacerated. Hey, we actually see Dexter's mom here, though. That's new. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, he's going to... Oh, wait, no. Not his mom. Well, yeah, his Harry's wife. So Dexter is... His, ado his, adoptive, his adopted mom. Yeah. His adopted mom. Yeah. His adoptive mom. Adoptive right. mom. Okay, so anyway. Dexter... <laughs> Dexter's going to need surgery. Went away but... if we're there for a second, huh? What? You left there for a second. Huh? <laughs> I did because I'm thinking of the word adopted and adoptive and whether I made a mistake saying that Dexter adopted his Dexter's mom. Dexter's adopted. The, no. the the lady is the adoptive mother. The adoptive mother. Okay. I-V-E. Yeah. I get it. He didn't adopt her. <laughs> no, he didn't adopt his own mom. Got it. No, no. So apparently Dexter's going to need surgery, but there's a problem because his blood type is unique and they don't have a match anywhere and he needs more blood the end so now we flash <laughs> i googled it less oh. than one percent of the world's population what is what's his blood type again ab negative ab negative less than one percent wow yeah but according wow. to my medical journals um mm -hmm, the... <laughs> mm -hmm. please share aka google uh <laughs> any any negative blood type can be used to replace AB negative. So this is a little bit of a goof. Wait, any, any, say that again? It's rare, but it right. says that any, any like red blood cells that need to be replaced could be replaced by any negative. So like A negative could have uh, fixed him, B negative okay. could have fixed him. Wow. Dr. So, Dr. Josh medical journals here. Uh, according to my, my, my medical journals, this might've been a little bit of a goof. All right. On the part well. of the writers of Dexter. Okay. 
I mean, I'm really glad you did the research though. But if you're AB negative and lose blood, do not take my advice and try to put negative blood into your body. It's too late. Go to I, a real doctor. I just did it. So <laughs> thanks a lot. Go to a real doctor. <laughs> All right. I don't know the answer. Okay, fine. I'll just do it. I'll just go to a real doctor. Fine. Angel is uh, back in reality. Angel is trying to, he is sitting in a meeting with IA trying to answer questions about what he witnessed with Dokes, um, but without without getting Dokes in trouble. He's trying to sort of skirt the questions a bit. So this IA officer keeps saying things like, you sure you heard the 38 go off before Dokes is nine millimeter? And Angel's like, he either like evades the question or he's silent and doesn't like fully answer it. Um, so you could see his internal struggle here. Personally, I don't care, but it's okay. It's part of the plot. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I liked I liked his acting. I liked his the, acting was great. The internal struggle and the deflection, and he's just he doesn't want to rat out his friend, but he mm -hmm. wants to do right. He wants to be a good cop. He mm -hmm. wants to give him the right information. Yeah. I like this so much better than all the Harry flashback blood tied transfusion crap. Okay, so much more. All right. I don't know. That's, That's fair. just my opinion. Yeah. That's fair. He's trying his best. We're this is not the end of the interrogation with Angel and this IA uh officer. Meanwhile, we are back in the Joe Driscoll household and we've got the the two couples talking about what you mentioned earlier about Joe's life before he moved here and how it's kind of a mystery like they only have evidence of like the past 30 years of Joe Driscoll's life and they don't there's nothing that you know, gives us any sort of indication as to what he did before this 30 years. Of Rudy course, is slurping the shit out of some noodles. Oh, yeah. His noodles look so yeah. good. So they good. Do look, yeah, he is slurping the shit out of those things. With uh, with chopsticks, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, good for him. I know. I always like I, to eat noodles. I always do. I always do uh, like roundabout fork with oh, noodles. Yeah. Yeah. All day. I can't do chopsticks with noodles. But he is like a he is a doctor, so he's like really good with his hands, right? Yeah, I mean he just chop faces off and yeah, so, so right. So he's got to be yeah. really precise with his hands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really yeah. good motor, like small motor skills to chop someone's face off. I think so. I yeah. think he's got good. Yeah, he was probably a really good colorer when he was younger. Really good. Really good really at good. coloring in the lines. And so Rudy, of course, while he's slurping noodles, says some comment like. Maybe he butchered his entire family as like a yeah. little joke. And we're like, oh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it, is, it is the first time we hear the namesake of our of our podcast. So I did appreciate that. We also find a Narcotics Anonymous chip. So it turns right. out Joe Driscoll was in N.A. and had some experience with drugs in his life. But I think there's 30 years worth of chips. So like he was sober for the past 30 years which is good to know but this right. this na chip thing is actually a really mm -hmm. interesting foreshadowing to what happens later in the show then we've got a really fun moment here where rudy finds a record and uh starts playing some rock and roll because if you're gonna pack up an entire house you might as well play some rock and roll music and uh, they start they start dancing. Rudy starts dancing first. Deb does not hesitate to 
propel herself onto the couch and start oh, you dancing. Missed the, you missed you missed the glove. <laughs> yeah, she's got the glove. Uh-huh. The Michael Jackson glove on. The Michael Jackson glove, yep. Um and <laughs> there's a lot of dancing now what that you, happens. What do you what do you what are your comments on the dance moves? Debs are amazing. I was laughing uh, for a while at all of Debs dance moves. They're like they're punching. terrible but amazing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed the punching. Yep. Uh, the, yep. she she's playing with hangers at one point. <laughs> she's swinging a rag around. Ah, and, see, oh, okay. And then my favorite move of all time, Dexter <laughs> is like tying up that garbage bag. Yeah, and she's like slapping it she, as he's like tying and spinning it. She's slapping the garbage bag as it's like. <laughs> well, I'm glad you clocked all those because mm-hmm. I was watching Rudy. Okay. And he just like air guitars the shit out of the entire thing. The whole time? Like, the entire time, yeah. He was just like wailing on the air guitar. Okay. And then Good like for him. And then asks Rita to stand up and she just starts jumping up and down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rita's horrible. She can't dance yeah, at all. She, no. <laughs> she just jumps up and down. <laughs> Am I doing it? <laughs> if you had to invite a fifth person to this dance party and you had to choose between Dokes and old Higgins, who would it be? That's so tough. (laughs) Can I have both? And then they could just (laughs) grind up on each other. The slow rod. (laughs) Come here, old Higgins. Mm, mm. (laughs) Lead my gutters. That would be the best. And Masuka. If we could get all seven of them in a room. But Mizuka or Angel, like I could buy it. The other yeah, two. Yeah. How about Captain yeah. Crunch and LaGuardia? Slow ride. <laughs> yeah, all day. Captain Crunch. Just like with his tie with his tie like undone and like smoking a joint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we've come to the point where we have an amazing, amazing little detail. Okay. I'm ready. Thank you. Thank you, Prime Video. Yeah. But I I never would have caught this, but while they are packing things up, you can clearly see Dexter using a garbage bag and duct tape, and you can clearly see Rudy using the string that he uses to tie up and um, put the body part pieces. Uh huh. Wow, love that. I had I had to watch the scene a bunch of times, but it, there's like three, two or three consecutive shots where. You where they're like, yep, here's Dexter's method, here's Rudy's method. That's really cool. Yeah, I love that. Yep, that's awesome. I definitely did not notice that, but if I ever go back they, and watch it, they, that's they make really it. Cool. They make it so like they you never would unless you knew. I mean, I remember some like zoom in shots on like him using a box cutter or like a knife or something to like cut the string, right. but I don't. I didn't see like them in the same shot, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh huh. Rita gets a phone call while she's dancing and it's from mean Jacob. And this is, this is uh, along your lines of like him taking a really dark turn in this episode. So mean Jacob is in his uh, weed hotel room, obviously drunk and he's angry uh, for, I guess, Rita canceling his, you know, visit with his kids. And so she goes into another room to have this conversation and she, and he's like really nasty to her. Um, she gives him a few chances to like politely hang up and 
she's like, you know, I, I'm still like in charge of how much you see the kids. So like you have a few chances. You look like you want to say something. So go ahead. No. <laughs> go ahead. Well, he, he, he does the D thing, right? <laughs> what D thing? So like the books are called dearly dreaming. Dexter, oh, right. Yeah. He does the alliteration. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, is dear Dexter having a delicious time with his dead dad or something? <laughs> <He's> like... <laughs> I wonder how long it took him to come up with that. Yeah, I don't know. He probably I've been reading in... the Jeff Lindsay books. <laughs> <laughs> he probably looked in the mirror before he called Rita and practiced it like three times. <laughs> is darkly dreaming Dexter having a delicious time with his dead dad? Nailed it. <laughs> I would have loved it if at the end he was like, this phone call was brought to you by the letter D. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great that would have been great this phone call is brought to you by the letter d he's been hanging out with his kids he's watching a lot of sesame street that's true he's, that is, he's really yeah. good at d's now yeah he is he's drunk so that starts with a d yeah he's yeah. a dick um yep. he thinks he's their dad yeah lots yeah. of d's yep. um he doesn't like yellow cups drugs ah, drugs 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 uh-huh yeah he likes diving. Sure. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> sure. Masuka, uh, at this, t uh, nope, we I don't know where I am. Mm. Masuka's mm. nowhere near this. <laughs> Masuka walks in and gets high with Mean Jacob. <laughs> with Mean Jacob. Rita tells uh, Paul to, like, politely hang up. She gives him a few chances. He kind of, like, swallows his, his, anger and he's like all right you're right i'm sorry have a great weekend and you could tell he's so fired up but he's trying so hard to contain himself okay that phone call is done they are oh dexter now is doing the dishes i guess yeah there yeah. we go with the d's yeah doing dishes <laughs> delicious dexter doing dishes in his dead dad's den dormitory dormitory we're going to do a whole podcast with only D words. Yeah, we should try That'd that. Be, really tough. Be difficult. It would. I can't do it. <laughs> you can't. You had no. you had the word difficult right there. Yeah, we got another Rudy in the door. Yeah, standing in the door frame. <laughs> he's perfectly centered. Yep. Dexter's like voiceover. Dexter's voiceover is awesome, though, because it says uh, something about there's nothing in this house that actually connects us. He's talking about Joe Driscoll. There's nothing in this house that connects us. And then the, the camera like slowly pans and you see Rudy standing in the doorframe, which is cool. They they just have some banter back and forth. I don't know. Did you He's get like, a lot you of can't help but what You can't help but wonder if it's really your dad. And Right, right. Like, like if it's eating at you, maybe you should do something about it. Yeah. So then we flash back one more time to uh, Harry actually knows somebody with the same blood type as Dexter. I think I think the mom is the one that says, like, you got to call him, right? Because, like, Harry doesn't want to get in touch with the person yeah. that has the same she's blood like, type. She's like, he's fucking dying. Yeah, like, he's <laughs> literally almost dead. I would probably just call this guy. Yeah. I have to protect his secret blood. Yeah. So stupid. It's, it is a little dumb. <laughs> yeah. So stupid. Yeah, that's the, that's the name of the episode, in my opinion, has to be... Has like, to be uh, cynical. It has to okay. be. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Speaking of that, though, it, we now have Angel. We cut to a scene where Angel is sitting in his car and he's talking. 
to you think I, he was alone at first <laughs> i did i thought he was alone okay. at first just okay. having a conversation okay. with himself okay. but he says in this moment my dad taught me to be an honest man which we've got this father knows best theme going on so i liked this connection here um but it turns out the ia guy is sitting in the back seat he's got his tape recorder going chewing gum so fucking loudly which why is he in the back <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he's not sitting in the front. Yeah. I don't know why he's sitting in the back. It's really shady. I don't I also don't even know why they're in the car. They could have yeah. just done this at the meeting. <laughs> what? So I really he, thought I really thought he was alone talking to himself. I'm like, wow, this is some really good like introspective angel moment right here and Yeah. And like, oh wait. <laughs> the dude in the back seat. Yeah. He turns him in, basically. Right? He turns I mean, him in. It's just it's this is a little too dramatic. That's why I didn't love it. It's like just go up to him and be like, Yeah, the blood splattered it the blood spatter didn't match. I heard Dokes' gun go off. I'm sorry. Like, I just want to tell you the truth. But this whole like in the car with the rain and the back seat and the tape recorder and all that, it's just a little dramatic for me. But Okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. So I Angel just, if I had to pick if I had to pick this or the 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 flashbacks with the with the with Dexter's blood stuff. I, yeah. You didn't like the coloring later? <laughs> no. <laughs> the coloring flashback? Okay. Yeah, it, the point of this is that Angel does do the he tells the truth. He says that Dokes' story doesn't add up. Yeah. He fired it. first. He fired first. Dokes fired first. Dokes fired first. <laughs> what color fedora was Angel wearing in this car? He was still black. He was still black and black. Okay, so Masuka. Now we're we're at Masuka. He calls Dexter um, to. I guess he, the blood results came in, so he calls Dexter. But Dexter is outside. He's not near his phone. Dexter is stealing garbage can space from Old Higgins and the rest of the neighbors. Get that shit out of my garbage pail. That's my garbage space. Dexter um isn't by his phone, so Deborah picks up Dexter's phone. And I guess Masuka tells Deb that the DNA test came in. Here we it's go. A match. It's a match, but Deborah confronts Dexter about it. And this is sort of the intolerable scene in this in this uh, episode for me. Yep. Uh, so Dexter is finished stealing garbage can space. He walks back to the driveway. Deborah is smoking a cigarette because obviously this has completely like shaken her to her core the fact that dexter does does match with this guy they are that this is his birth dad dexter didn't trust harry dexter didn't believe harry so deborah is so shaken by this that she's got to smoke a cigarette and cry about it the you know like he must have had a good reason to lie dad didn't want or Harry, yeah, Dad didn't want us anywhere near this Joe Driscoll guy. He's probably bad news. They argue back and forth. They go back into the house. Deb is still sort of yelling at him. I think the my biggest problem with it is that, like, I don't see why she was so upset. Yeah, I don't either. Like, okay, so he had a birth father. You knew that already. Mm-hmm. You thought it was dead. Yeah. And then he found another one that's also dead. So... How does this make him any less related to you? How does this change anything? Why go from zero to fucking 120 and start freaking out? Over yeah. I don't know. It's just, 
to me, it, it was more about, it seemed like it was more about Dexter not trusting Harry, but, but that's he why was she right was so not to, but he was right. It was a match. Yeah. Yeah. So why are you yelling at him? He just found out who his biological father was. Like, yeah. Stop yeah. yelling at him. <laughs> and the line that I wrote down was, Joe was obviously bad news. Doesn't that matter? <laughs> she like her whole body like shakes yeah. and yep. like a, an alien like comes out of her face <laughs> and just like screams at Dexter and then runs away. This is so dramatic. She I, turned into the exorcism of Emily Rose for a second there. <laughs> she did. <laughs> her head twisted all the way around. Like spews green puke all over him. <laughs> it's like, whoa, Body of Tom Christ Brown. compels you. <laughs> but yeah, she takes this way too. I mean, yeah, like, okay, so you didn't trust you didn't trust Harry enough, but like all he did was like simple DNA. Like just he could have just done it like I just wanted to rule it out, you know? Yeah. yeah. But hey, look, it's a match, so you really don't have any reason to be this pissed off. Right. Whatever. She gets over it pretty fast. I don't know. I can't imagine like dating her and like, you know, someone oh. like, you know, leaving sauce yeah. like a stain on the counter. And she's <laughs> like, you didn't clean it. Doesn't that matter to you? It's like, oh, my God. Take it down a notch. Dexter's demon gonna... spawn, Deb. Yeah. <laughs> um, she looks like, yeah, she looks like a demon, like takes over her face. Oh, true. <laughs> Tickle tops. Tib- tibbity top. So Dexter is uh, still a little bit uncertain about the cause of death here. Something about the diabetic insulin. Yeah, so he may have had a sedative in his system. But diabetic insulin can cause cardiac arrest. So he needs to go to the morgue to see if there was any sort of like injection site in the body. Yeah, just lost me completely. Well, there's still a way that that he could have been killed and put into cardiac arrest, like in a in a murderous way. And I think that's but he if he's diabetic and he's giving himself insulin, but he's not diabetic. Oh, he's not diabetic. Okay. And if he's giving himself insulin, that could cause diabetic the cardiac arrest. So if somebody stabbed him with insulin. I don't know. That's what I, okay. science. Something about science. 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 Medical. Okay. Yes. So, so he's going there to he's going there to like see how he was killed, like to correct. verify. Yeah, it is a heart attack because okay. he just does not believe the doctor. So he's going there, uh, okay. but yeah, that's all we need to know. But he need he okay. also needs to like ask. He needs to go to Old Higgins and ask her if she saw anyone with Joe Driscoll like recently. So. Mm-hmm. He goes out, he grabs her newspaper, Old Higgins comes out. She's wearing a beautiful pink blouse, I must say. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, she looks gorgeous. He's like, thanks for the dance party last night. (laughs) So she imagine Old Higgins jumping on that couch with Deb. (laughs) Ah, This is so fun. (laughs) That that hurt my throat, whatever noise I just made. Yeah, don't give yourself laryngitis. No. Voices. Dexter says that uh, he asks old Higgins if like there was anyone here at Joe Driscoll's house. And she says, come to think of it, there was a cable repair man here last week. And he's like, all right, what did he look like? She's like, dark hair, average height, 
Oh, this is where I wrote down that she reminds me of the old grandma from The Wedding Singer. Um, oh, yeah. 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 Hip hop. Hip it to me. Hip it to me. Hip, <laughs> hip hop. Have some meatballs. <laughs> yeah, she does kind of look like her. And uh, it's the same actress as um, <laughs> the woman from The Wedding Crashers. Right? Yeah, but that's grandma. not... not th that's not this actress, though. No, but the no. the wedding singer, Grandma. The Adam Sandler same. actress, yeah. 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 She's like, She's... A Eleanor Roosevelt? Yeah. Big dyke. <laughs> Looks like a real oh, yeah. lesbian mule. <laughs> yep. So anyway, Old Higgins says that uh, there was a cable re repairman. Now we cut to the police station. LaGuerta is going to confront Dokes about, you know, the whole IA thing and the the gunshot misconception and all of that. And she's, she tells Dokes that um, comes out that Jacques Bayard was actually a Haitian soldier in the military in a black ops group called uh, Tonton Makut, mm -hmm. which I actually had to, I looked it up because I wanted to see if it was real um, because I was going to make a joke about the, the name of it. But then I realized that it actually is real. So I'm not going to make a joke about it because it's, hey, you're a history teacher. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's actually really sad and scary that this mm -hmm. this is a real group of like Haitian military, like a, mm -hmm. a black ops group that did all of the things that Dokes described oh, wow. in the scene, like yeah. making yeah. mothers carry the heads of their dead sons, like forced fathers to like rape their daughters. Like yeah. it was it's like really yep. dark shit. Um, so I guess when da when Dokes was in his like black ops missions or whatever, he recognized or he knew Jacques Bayard as one of those mm -hmm. Tantan Makut. And LaGuerta, I guess, get you know, says to him, like, says to Dokes, if Bayard did do those things, he deserved a lot worse than he got. Mm -hmm. yeah. So she's got his back, which is nice. And yeah, he, he and Angel had no way of knowing that yeah. this was, you know, he didn't follow the book. He didn't. Dokes absolutely did not go by the book, but he. He's been through know, some shit. He went yeah. through some shit and this guy definitely deserved it. And she says that he have his did he have his resting face the whole time. He did. <laughs> or did he let it go once he knew he was like, well, once once he starts talking about Tauntaun Makut, he right. you could see him sort of yeah. like break down a little right. bit. It's like, here's why. Yeah. Here's why I just shot this dude out of nowhere. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. But I guess he just couldn't admit that in the beginning because it's supposed no. to be secret, right? Like the these black ops special, missions. Yeah, yeah, special mission. Yeah. Yeah. Classified stuff. Yeah. Right. Um Does this storyline continue or um it does. Or There's it... like one more scene with it at the end, yeah. No, I mean in future episodes. No. I can't remember. Nope. Okay, so they just needed something to do with Dokes and correct. Angel. Okay, yeah, all right. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we cut back. Dexter sneaks out of the house at night. He breaks into the morgue. He doesn't actually have to break into the morgue. It's like literally wide open. The window oh, yeah. is unlocked. Yeah. He's like a oh, small town to see. And the doctor is in the corner. He's like small town window. Yeah, he's just <laughs> with a bucket of chicken. Like, hey, welcome <laughs> into the morgue. Oh, <laughs> I may have a small town window, but it. <laughs> Son, I may have a small town window, but it's not a big town window. You want a drumstick? 
Body's right over there. Body's over there if you want to steal that, too. He breaks in, but the body is gone. The body has But is a morgue and a crematorium the same thing? I didn't think they were the same place. I thought they were two different places. I think they may be two different places, but I think it's suspicious that the body is cremated. I think that Rudy and went brought back to the morgue and brought back to the morgue. I think this is <laughs> yeah. somehow Rudy like <laughs> broke away from the other three with enough time to cremate the body, cremated the body <laughs> put it, its ashes into a bag and put that bag. In, I don't know. Convince the doctor that that was what happened. And then, okay. Yep. This is, yeah, this is some like all, you have to use your imagination all tracks. to make this all make tracks. sense. Dexter sees that the body is gone. He finds the the cremated ashes, and then the fattest security guard in all of <laughs> North America tries to catch Dexter and run him down. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he's got no chance. Dexter jumps out of that that window, and the security guard's done. Yeah, yeah can't catch him. I may uh, have a small town security guard, but I got a big. <laughs> I may. <laughs> Son, this may be a small town, but I got a big security guard here. I got a big town security guard. He ate three buckets of chicken with me earlier this morning. Son, I may like chicken for breakfast. (laughs) Yeah, he had no chance of catching Dexter. Nope. So uh, Dexter's running outside. He's got this bag. Who pulls up in the car but Rudy, conveniently enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I heard you sneak out of the house, so I figured I would come follow you. And... Deb has no idea. Don't worry. Like, okay, this is all very convenient. Dexter gets into the car and Rudy says, did you steal something, Dexter? It's like, yeah, I'm fucking holding a box. Like, yes, I stole ashes. Right. And they decide they're talking and they're like, father. (laughs) Yeah, this is Rudy. Meet dad. Dad, meet Rudy. (laughs) It's my father, Mr. Box. Yeah. (laughs) I think this is where, like, if I'm Dexter, I would start to be like, eh, what's with this guy? Yeah. I, you seem, yes. you seem more into me than you do my sister. Right. Right. Like, you yeah. want to date? You want to make out? If you're still trying to play it off as, like, the boyfriend of the sister, I feel like this was a little aggressive, maybe. Yeah. I but, think so, too. I but then so again, too. This, guy is a, this guy is a mastermind, so... He is, and I think Dexter is a little too preoccupied at the moment to, I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah. be thinking about that. So the blah, 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 they go, they decide that instead of dumping the ashes like just anywhere random, Rudy's going to drive Dexter to a bowling alley because Joe was a bowler, and uh, Dexter is wearing his sneak seek shirt. I wanted to mm-hmm. point that out. They dump the ashes in this bowling alley parking lot. Yeah, and, and Rudy, Rudy says, "Rudy, yeah. yeah, he sees him in his sneak sneak shirt." Yeah, he does. Rudy also says to him, "No matter what Harry said or what Deb thinks, that's your father." Mm-hmm. Which is, again, yeah. a little like alarm belly. Like, why? Why are you going against you? I don't know. It just seemed a little no, bizarre. I mean, but I mean, uh, watching it the first time and watching it the second time are very different. Yes, let's just say that. Yeah. So they dump the ashes. Dexter goes back into the house. Uh, Rita is asleep, but she, in her slumber, rolls over and says she found something in Joe's closet. Dexter goes through it, and he finds, like, a a thank you card with, like, a syringe, a colored-in syringe on it. (laughs) Of course, we're going to flash back to 
when Dexter is healed, I guess he had the surgery and he's coloring this syringe thank you card. Thank and, you, Mr. Uh, ghost Blood Man. Yeah. Thanks, Lundy. Thanks for your mystery ghost blood, Lundy. Right. Thanks for your zombie blood. I agree with you. I guess this is kind of it's, a dumb. It's so dumb. This is kind it's of a so dumb scene. Harry, Harry's like, you know, the, no one's going to see this thank you card. So, like, he's gone. The guy is gone. So Dexter throws it in the trash. And then Harry is like, you know what? You know what, son? Keep <laughs> keep coloring. Color that damn needle. Color that syringe because I'm going to make sure it finds the guy who gave you the blood. And Dexter's got this whole box of shit that Rita found. He pulls out the card and then, like, doesn't look at anything else. No, he doesn't care. There doesn't could have care. been some, like, valuable information in there. Yep. Like, I don't know. Anyone else that he might know. No, it's just <laughs> like, ooh, a colorful picture. Fun. <laughs> Bowling pictures. <laughs> Bowling pictures. Time and, for bed. And, and N.A. name tags. Yep. That's all I need. <laughs> but if that's his box of important shit, I don't know. I might rifle through it a little bit more. Did you say N.A. name tags? Because that's an oxymoron. No. N.A., like Narcotics Anonymous. No, but like they don't have name tags because they're anonymous. Yeah, but when you go to a meeting, you introduce yourself. <laughs> like, hi, Why would I'm you need name Josh, tags at an anonymous an meeting? Wow, yeah. Good point. Right? But like when you go to like Alcoholics Anonymous, you still introduce yourself like, yeah. hi, I'm Josh and I'm an alcoholic. I right. have a name tag on. Okay, but that's it's a, what's the it's point? Not, of you're, you're anonymous. You're anonymous to the rest of the society. Okay. You're in the meeting where you're not. Oh, like I guess. anyone can go, right, and not be judged or because we're all in this together. That's that's the anonymous part. Okay, all right, but I don't think there's name tags. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would probably be like, "Hi, I'm John Doe." I I don't even think I would give my real al- name, and I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, but and, that's the whole point. Is that like you're there, you're there to connect with people and try to get better. So you say your right. name, all right. have a name tag on. Okay, Joe Driscoll. Joe Driscoll. Yeah, and I'm a narcotics addict. Yeah, and I'm an addict. So we cut mm-hmm. back to the police station. Uh, Angel is furious. He barges into Laguerta's office, uh, mm-hmm. complaining about how IA dropped the case, and Laguerta explains that they got. IA got some call from like a military agency in Washington and basically they like swept the case under the rug um, because it's because it's black ops or CIA or something that's, you know, bigger than Miami Metro. They swept it under the rug. There's no uh, way we can handle this case. No, absolutely. We can't even handle (laughs) fucking. (laughs) We've caught zero people this year. (laughs) Absolutely not. This is not a Miami Metro case. And LaGuardia reassures Angel, like, that what he did was right. He he made the right move. But, like, you know, this is this is bigger than us. And Why is um, he so mad, though? Like, he yeah. did. He, yeah, he said what he needed to say. And then it was out of his hands. And did he I feel want... like that follow-up, that follow-up anger, yeah. like it, Did he want Oaks yeah. to get in trouble? Like, I, right. yeah. It, it didn't, didn't, yeah. It didn't add up for me, either. There's a lot of... It mis- should have been more, it should have been more just, like, follow-up. Like, oh, hey, what ended, what ended up happening with... Right. Uh, Right. There's yeah. a lot of misguided anger in this episode. That's a big yeah. thing. Yeah. And he leaves LaGuardia's office and bumps into a police officer, Officer Benson, fucking Officer Benson, who says, squeak, squeak. That's that's a shitty thing to say. 
And then Dokes mm. comes to the rescue and says, uh, uh, Officer Benson. You, you just bumped into <laughs> your superior officer. There it is. You owe him yep. an apology. Yep. So he, yeah, he apologizes through Benson to Angel. Like, that's the closest thing he can do to apologize. Right. Because he's Dokes. Yeah. Right. And Angel, he... I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I love you. I guess but they that's his way that's his way of apologizing. Yeah. But did they both owe each other an apology or no? Dokes no. is the one that owed Angel an apology. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. For putting him in that position to like try putting to him in that position. Him. Yeah. So that's his way of apologizing the best he can. Okay. Yeah. I guess good effort. Um and Officer Benson leaves and uh that's I guess that's a nice reconciliation for Dokes and, and Angel there. A nice moment. Their side quest. Their side quest is over. Yeah, they're uh-huh. good. Yep, <laughs> they got five mushrooms, found them in the town, brought them back to the woman who designs the outfits, and that's it. Good to that's go. It. Good to go. So uh, we. I, I, I get where you're. I get where you're coming from. I just. <laughs> I don't know. I I really like the the acting with with uh with Angel. You had to you had to have something for these two because you had like the couples weekend and, and I think like. And I think that, like, you know, the side story they came up with was like, it was, it was better than average. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't the best story in the world, but it was, it was, it, it was okay. I mean, yeah, it kind of, te- it kind of showed like, like both other sides of these characters, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, didn't, de- I didn't have that much of a problem. It definitely showed more shades of Angel, which we've been sort of like hoping for. Right, because he's he's been at sort of the bottom of our list of developed characters yeah. here, and yeah. so this was definitely yeah, this was good. In that regard, this was yeah. good. We're back at uh, Joe Driscoll's house. They're starting to wrap up. Dexter shakes Rudy's hand. Deborah, of course, is probably holding back tears still, and says, "Are we good? Are we good, Dexter? I'm sorry I yelled at you about things that does that even matter? I'm sorry. Sorry, I spewed demon blood on your face." <laughs> I'm sorry I turned my neck around 420 degrees. Well, wouldn't that go wouldn't that go all the way around and then more? Yeah, for, yeah, 420 would yeah. be like a full rotation and then a little <laughs> bit more off yeah. center. Oh, that's real creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Like it didn't land back in its normal spot. Oh, it went yeah, off. Yeah. yeah. So they he's like, "Yeah, we're good." One thing I want to mention about this is that there are no boxes in either one of their cars. <laughs> Oh, so they just unloaded all that trash in other people's garbages. <laughs> yeah, and the only thing that Dexter is leaving there with is a box of cassette tapes. It's like a shoe box of cassette tapes. That's what he's holding. Everything else is gone. Yeah. It vanished. All the other belongings are gone. Yeah, especially the bowling balls. Like, how did you get rid of that many bowling balls? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess old Higgins, her trash cans are like really <laughs> weighed down now with bowling balls. She's like, I can't move my trash cans. <laughs> she stuffed them in her gutters. So yeah. that... <laughs> really interesting about the end of this episode is like Rudy is helping Deb into oh, his yeah. car. Old Higgins recognizes Rudy and says, cable repairman, <laughs> cable repairman. And he... like, like a parrot. <laughs> yeah, like a parrot. He's a parrot. Yeah. Which yeah. cable repairman. Yeah, can you say anything else? Like, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. But no. Cable repair, man! Old Higgins. So so Rudy, so Rudy sees her. He sees they and both get in the her. car. Yeah, and he's like, all right, let's get the fuck out. 
Yeah. But Dex Dexter's windows closed at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Is that where that was where I was like, Yeah. She's saying something to you. She yeah, he's she's just, like trying yeah, to wave He's just him like, down. All right, all right, lady. Yeah. Yeah. She's like trying to wave him down and she thinks he thinks that she's just waving goodbye, so he waves. And all she'd only... do is be like, That's the cable repair yep, man. That's the iChart killer right there. <laughs> Old Higgins. All it took was Old Higgins, and the case would have been broken. Like two, two more words. Like yeah. that's the cable yeah. repair man. And uh, that's that's how close we were to Dexter actually finding out. But nope, no. And no. they're they're in the car. Dexter says to Rita, "I'm glad you were here." I guess he drops Rita off at home and then goes back to his apartment. So Rita's at home. She's tucking in her kids for the night, and she hears like a like pounding on the front door. This is a yeah, real I dark. I wouldn't have opened it. What? I wouldn't have opened it. Yeah, this is dark. This is I, dark. I would just call the cops. Yeah. Right. You could tell that he's obviously belligerent. He's like pounding on the door. I'd be I'd yeah. look through the little peephole, right? And be like, oh shit, that's me and I'm Jacob. Calling the cops. I'm calling yeah. the cops. He's yeah. belligerent. He called me drunk and was threatening me on the phone like yeah. yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I don't yeah. know. This is a bad move on Rita's part. So she opens the front door and she's like, you need to leave. And he's like, you don't call the shots. And he finds the little yellow cuff and he just punches it in the face <laughs> again. Uh, Where's the goddamn yellow cuff? <laughs> and she's like, I want you to leave. He says, I don't give just... a fuck what you want. And he's like, he's, he's starting to raise his voice. And so she gets nervous that like the kids are going to wake up. So in her desperation, she tries yep. to distract him by, by like, yeah, bringing him into the bedroom and pretending that she's gonna like, yeah. She gets him in there, and then uh, she negans the shit out of him. Yeah, as he's like <laughs> taking his shirt off, she pulls a baseball bat from <laughs> from under the bed. Yep, good old Negan smashes him in the face and grabs the kids yep. and gets out of the house. She's like, "Are you whistling? Because I can't hear it." Yeah, yeah, Negan. Yeah, but the... your whistle was silent. Oh, weird. Maybe the audio doesn't pick up on that. Oh, I can't hear yours either. You can't oh, hear we it. Just whistled. No. Yeah, we that's just whistled. Weird. Oh wow. I, well, I did the Negan we... whistle. Me too. For the base. Yeah, for the baseball bat. The. <laughs> yeah. That? Yeah. 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 So she Negan's the shit out of him, which was yep. awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. Grabs the kids and she's gone. And our last scene here, Dexter is in his apartment. He, I guess, took Joe's Joe Driscoll's record player. He takes out a record, starts playing the uh, rock music, you know, reflecting on the fact that he did, in fact, have a birth father that was alive these past 30 years or so. And is it another Fog Hat song? Is it? I, I believe so. Are you ever... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't okay. know if that's... His, I, I don't know, actually. But I know that song. I know Slow Ride is, yeah. So. Right. He's saying in his voiceover, like, maybe Rudy was right. Because he's questioning Harry, right? Because Harry, like, lied to him and all that. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's yep. he says, like, maybe Rudy was right. You can never truly know anyone. And while this is going on, you hear the music. Rudy shows up at Old Higgins' house. He's wearing the cable repairman yeah. outfit. Cable repairman! Oh, you made it back! Thanks! And he walks right in, and uh, he's probably going to murder old Higgins, which is so sad. I thought he was just going to put on Slow Ride. 
and start playing air guitar. Oh, maybe they would just slow dance, two of them. <laughs> slow ride! And he's just like... <laughs> Like slurping noodles and dancing. Yeah. <laughs> I had left over Chinese. I thought you might want some. And that's how this episode ends is with old Higgins death. Most the likely death of, the death of old Higgins. Got to silence old Higgins. RIP old Higgins. I'm going to pour one out for her. Yeah, me too. I'm going to go to the bowling alley and I'm going to, I'm going to pour out mm-hmm. some leaves from the gutter just in the bowling mm-hmm. alley parking lot. Yep. And the I'm going to have some meatballs. Character we've ever seen on the show. I love old Higgins. I love her. <laughs> and I'm going to miss her dearly. That's our episode here. Papa knows best. Papa New Guinea. <laughs> nope. Okay. No, no idea what that was. So we have zero, <laughs> zero kills to um, rank today because Dexter did not murder anyone in this episode. We don't really have any Dirty Debs quotes because she was just a whiny... Just want to control alt delete her from this yeah, episode. Yeah, I, I would love to <laughs> control alt delete her. But I'm gonna go with uh, "Doesn't that even matter to you?" As my dirty devs quote. Well, I mean, she was dirty in the sense that she spewed green vomit all over. Her oh, side. that's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that yours as well? Sure. <laughs> okay. Great. Uh, all right. We're so we're directly into our MVP LVP conversation here. This was yeah. I, sh- I struggled with this a little bit, but you want to go first on your MVPs? Yeah, yeah, I got to give one to I got to give one to Angel. Finally, some good character development. You know, I think that like the internal struggle he faced with like turning in dokes versus you know um, doing the right thing as a cop. Mm-hmm. I think that was all. The, I think that was all awesome. Really good, just like really good acting. Yes, it wasn't like the best side plot, but. Um, it finally let him kind of break out as a character that we're supposed to care about. Yeah. And um, I think that his acting was just on point enough to give him an MVP. Yeah. I he has not all that much to do. And then when he was given a lot, a, a lot to do, he, he delivered. Yeah. Uh, second one's going to go to Rita for being supportive. Dexter, come along for the ride. It's her boyfriend, but she's very helpful and trying to help him figure it out and cope with his feelings. And then also for just Neganing the shit out of me and Jacob at the end. Yeah. Yeah. She gets an MVP for that. Okay. Good call. For the swing. You and I are almost on the same page, and I was torn. I'm definitely giving one to Angel for all the reasons that you said. Plus, you know, we got to pull him up in the scoreboard here. But he deserved Mm -hmm. it with his showing different shades of who he is as a character and his integrity as a cop. I think that all of that was really important for us to see. And you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna throw anyone under the bus and like the fact that it was dokes, it takes some real balls and some real courage to like do the right thing mm-hmm. and throw dokes under the bus kind of, but he did it anyway because of his integrity. So I give it to Angel. I I was really close to giving it to Rita as well, but seeing how much Rudy like toyed successfully with Dexter here in this episode. Mm-hmm. I got to give it to Rudy. I just wow. feel like nice. Yeah, he was he's ahead of Dexter in every single step right now. He Dex, he's not even on Dexter's radar at all. Nope. even though he like accomplished what his ultimate goal is in that he got close to Dexter and he's he's mm-hmm. starting to develop that bond and Dex has no idea. So it's it's impressive. And he kills old yeah. Higgins. So 
<laughs> that puts him in the MVP column. Well, he he silenced like killing killing the best character ever written on a He's... TV show. <laughs> I no, mean, he covered his tracks. He yeah, covered his he tracks. Covered his tra- he had to. Yeah. I mean, old Higgins. I got to give her a shout out too. I almost gave her an MVP, but I guess realistically, she almost cracked the case. <laughs> she almost cracked the case, but she, if she did crack the case, she definitely would have gotten an MVP for me. Yeah. But, but I also would have, would have been really pissed if, like, the ice truck killer gets revealed by old Higgins. <laughs> and Dexter, like, slams on the brakes, and he's like, what? The that only been, like, slip real... up. Yeah. yeah I've been like, no, come on. You have a whole department of cops who can't solve this, and you have a 120-year-old grandmother, great-grandmother that breaks the case wide open. <laughs> um, LVPs. I am going to go first on this one, and I'm going to double down, and I'm going to give both of them to Paul. There you go. Yeah. I don't think, I don't, yeah. I mean, abusive I, uh... husband and drunk as fuck, and yep. she decides if he gets, if he can see his kids, and he's screwing that up for himself. It's it's no one to blame but himself. And stop tucking your shirt into your jeans. And what the hell do you have against yellow cups? So, uh-huh. LB. Oh yeah, yep. You can give him one more from me, but okay. I have I have to give Deb one. Okay, I know I, I was I, torn. I was torn. Uh, I want to dump them all onto me and Jacob. I do, but um, I'm glad you gave one to Deb. I think it's important. But like, it's, she just she's being like uh, she's being manipulated by Rudy. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Everything she's doing is his idea. Yep. The way she's the way she reacted to this like biological father news like it was earth shattering yeah it, it it didn't work for me i like jennifer carpenter i really do but sometimes i don't know when she turns into like exorcist face it's just a little much <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's really the best way i could say it i mean yeah when she when she gets into like deep emotional <laughs> exorcism face it's a problem yeah. i agree yeah. with you so Deb, I've, I, think I, she's, agree. I think she's great and funny and like likable. I don't think like anger is her best acting suit. It's not, which is yeah. why she she's awesome in the exorcism of Ebony Rose in that movie. <laughs> she's awesome because she's fucking unhinged. But <laughs> for yeah. like a homicide cop. Yeah. Playing like <laughs> you can't yeah. be that unhinged. No, there's just no reason to get that like. I, like I get it. It's it's it. I don't know. She's like this guy's trash, and I want nothing to do with him. And what's the difference? He yeah. He could He's have had dead. a biological father that you thought you knew, and now this is the one that you know. So yeah, you're still brother and sister. You're still nothing's changed. So right, right. I think they just like needed something for her to do, and some kind of conflict. And I it guess. Just didn't, yeah, it didn't land at all. Yeah. All right, so we I have updated our scoreboard here. We've got some we got some things being shaken up now. Oh, some good. real shakeups. We still got Dexter at the top with seven. Rita now in second place with five. Rudy, the ice truck killer, in third place with four. We only have three other people in the positives. We got Dokes, Masuka, and Tony Tucci all with one. Aster going strong at zero. Now we've got seven characters with negative one we've got harry morgan sean the mechanic neighbor karen shonda the prostitute maria laguerta <laughs> angel Pe- <laughs> neil perry and angel batista 
all with negative one. So a mixture of people and not people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, correct. Uh, well, anyone with the uh, anyone with the uh, in their title, <laughs> Sean the mechanic and Shonda the prostitute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Karen the neighbor. Uh, we've got Captain Crunch and Cody tied with negative two. <laughs> We've got Deborah Morgan falls to next to last with negative three. And at the bottom, we've got me and Jacob, Paul Bennett with negative five. All right. That's shaking out the way it's supposed to, though. Yeah, we're we're really shaking out. Where did he? Did he move? No, he's. Dokes didn't move. He's still at positive one. He's tied for fourth place. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because, I mean, we can't give him negative points for this episode. No, 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 no. I'm curious to see, like, who comes out on top between Laguerta, Angel, mm. and Dokes? Like I feel, I feel like that's yeah. the race I'm most right, excited about. Right now, Dokes has one point. Laguerta and Angel both have negative one, so anything right. can happen okay. in these last three episodes. Besides Dexter, Rita, and Deb, these are like our three, like central characters. Right, right. So yeah, yeah. not okay. Shonda the prostitute. She's not no. a central character. No. Okay, we maybe she could still be the ice truck killer. She we could be. Yeah, it's still up in the air. <laughs> it still right. could be old Higgins. You never know. It, it is old Higgins. Yeah. Like Rudy just closes the door and she's like, <laughs> get on the table. Ooh, I... <laughs> old Higgins is Rudy's mom the whole time or grandma. Oh, and taught, and taught and taught him all his ice truck killings skills. See, that's a better ending to see. That's one. a good twist that's right a there. Really yeah. good twist. Yeah. yeah. I taught you everything I know. <laughs> now cut off this person's face and freeze it. Give me a ninkle. I'd like one ninkle in my freezer by the end of the day. So let's rank this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what just happened. Okay. I don't know anything about anything that's going on. I uh, give it a seven. Okay. Solid. Didn't love it. Uh, definitely not as good as our previous two. Rudy hiding in plain sight was really fun. Mm-hmm. Like the side story, didn't love it, but fleshed out Dokes and Angel a little bit. Laguerta even had some like, like she kind of, you know, her first like good leadership skills. I think, yeah, keeping them, yeah, keeping them like separated and like hearing both sides. And I think like Miami Metro actually handled this pretty well, which is maybe I'll give them an MVP point, but. They uh, no never no no okay they do okay. not deserve one they do deserve some LVPs but they do you know, yeah maybe we'll get there uh yeah so I gave it a seven I think okay. I think uh it was not a it was not a clunker or a filler episode but um it did have some elements of that I hated the flashback mm-hmm. I hated the okay. I hated I hated mystery blood man okay yeah that's that's why that that's what made it. That's what prevented it from being a great episode versus a good episode for me. Right. Also, the fact that like his his birth dad is dead now. Like, what did what did this really do for us for the plot? Like, mm-hmm. okay, you have a birth father who's dead. He he was dead anyway. Mm-hmm. He, now he's just dead thirty years later than you thought he was dead. Yep. So who cares? Yeah. It it cast some shade on Harry. It did. That's that's important. Rudy Rudy is, you know, closer to Dexter. Right. And I'm going to give this one a 6.5. I'm a little bit lower on it than you are. I I had trouble even going to a 6.5, but I'm going to get there because 
in in uh comparison to some of the other clunkers in this season i this one obviously was more exciting more riveting and seeing seeing rudy like interact with dexter was for me the saving grace of the episode so that puts this episode at a 6.75 which puts it in fourth place on our list which i guess that kind of feels right given like how exciting the past couple episodes were but how sort of bland the earlier episodes were yeah i think i think we're probably gonna i said probably said this last week but you did i think we're i think we're all like almost in finale territory so yes i yeah we we have three episodes left 10 11 and 12 i i i don't remember details about all of them but i do know that they don't disappoint like no at least 11 and 12 i think should i think should be i think 10 is pretty awesome too a nine or higher yeah yeah so but I'm uh, gonna go in fresh and not yeah. not know what's happening and I mean I do, but I don't I I have like if you said like what's in episode ten, I can't tell you one thing that happens right now. Okay. So Alright, good. That's that's the way we like it. Yeah. And yeah. speaking of like, if you guys like us, you can listen to all of our episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And uh, we have a an Instagram, Bay Harbor Bros that you know, we're still going to put more video content on there because I know you can only hear the audio. So you get to, you know, match our voices to our faces. Maybe, maybe hear us whistle. Who maybe knows? hear us whistle because it didn't work <laughs> on here. So That's a mystery that I want to solve. What's the name of our next episode? So uh, season one, episode 10 is Seeing Red. And Ooh. I do, this does give me a big clue as to what's mm-hmm. coming up. I'm excited to really deep dive into these last three yep me too and uh until next time if you need advice on how to steal your neighbor's garbage can space you can always be our dark passenger along the ride thanks so much for listening have a good one red people seeing red seeing red people (laughs) blood people